The Jefferson County Board of Education hasn't allowed in-person public comment in more than two months. Board members say the move is necessary in light of recent disruptions and the threat of possible violence at meetings. It's a problem school boards across the country are grappling with amid heated discussions over coronavirus measures and racial equity initiatives. Now the Board of Education is considering permanent changes to public comment. WFPL's Jess Clark has more. Public comment has long been a staple at Jefferson County Board of Education meetings. At at least one meeting a month, speakers who sign up in advance have three minutes at the microphone to share their views with board members, reporters, and anyone watching online or on public access television. Lots of different people speak, from teachers. I brought uh, two handouts for you tonight. Some pictures of uh, my classroom with uh, broken asbestos tiles. Broken to parents. Floor. All we've been asking for since January was to keep Gilmore Lane open until the new school is built. To students. I'm here to speak with you today because I want all resource officers, otherwise known as SROs, gone in all schools. Sometimes comment is dry and sometimes it's passionate. But meetings have usually been orderly. That is, until this year. In June, the board held a work session, which usually doesn't include a public comment period. But protesters worried about critical race theory made themselves heard anyway. And, and uh, first of all, I just really appreciate your... I would ask you to come to order at this time. Meetings continued to be tense, with dozens of speakers showing up at the Central High School Auditorium each month to speak on either side of hot-button issues coronavirus measures, and racial equity initiatives, which some conservatives refer to as critical race theory. How dare JCPS do this evil to our children? Jeering and shouting down speakers became more and more frequent. That intensity boiled over in October during public comment about police and schools when a white woman in the crowd allegedly threatened a black man. We're recessed for the next five minutes. That's the end of speakers. We are recessed for five minutes. Thank you. The board never came back that night. Members tell WFPL law enforcement was concerned about violence. The board hasn't held public comment in person since. Now, the only way to make public comments is through email. That's legal under state law. District 3 board member James Craig is on a committee considering permanent changes to public comment. The fervor, the hostility, the anger that we hear, it, it's dangerous. Um, and I, I, I do think there's a risk for violence at these meetings. The group has floated several ideas, reducing the minutes allowed per speaker, splitting up comment throughout the meeting, or only allowing in-person comment five times a year. They also want to codify the board's authority to opt for written comments. Meanwhile, parent and teacher Tia Henderson is frustrated there hasn't been an opportunity to speak to the board in person. She was at that meeting in October and says people were eager to speak out against police presence in schools, but they never got the chance. I mean, we could all write a letter, but I think um, it just it just sounds better when you hear it firsthand from what these people have experienced. Henderson says the public doesn't pay attention to emailed comments the same way. And neither does the media, especially since they're not available until weeks after the meeting. The comments from a November 9th meeting still haven't been posted publicly a month later. All of this concerns Jean Polisinski, senior fellow at the Washington-based Freedom Forum Institute, which promotes First Amendment rights. The issue isn't necessarily that there's a lot of high emotion at these meetings. Is it is that there's a threat of violence or there's a intimidation or there's an interruption? 
Well, let's act on those specific problems. Polisinski is seeing many school boards around the country making similar decisions to end or restrict public comment. But he says this could infringe on the constitutional freedom of petition, the right to tell government officials what we think. I do worry about this on a, on a very fundamental level about preserving our participatory democracy. The board hasn't given a timeline for a decision. For the foreseeable future, that means no one gets to address the board in person. The agenda for this month's meeting says public comment will once again be deferred to email. I'm Jess Clark in Louisville.